0: It's Henshin time! Standing by.
1: (laughs) 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 Complete. Greetings, heroes of the internet. And listeners with attitude. I'm Nathan. I'm Travis. And I'm Michael. And we are the Henshin men a podcast that celebrates Japanese superheroes and their high-flying and high-kicking
2: adventures. And The Power Trip, a journey through the Power Rangers franchise.
0: In this installment, we will be discussing Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, episodes 113 through 115. And in need parts one through three the power rangers receive a distress call from the planet Edenoy, which is being invaded by the evil count dragon to acquire powerful crystals at the insistence of alpha five zordon sends the rangers minus kimberly to the distant world to aid alpha's creator king lexion and his son prince dex who leads resistance forces under the guise of Master rida meanwhile an ill kim battles zed and rita's monster repellator on her own with their forces divided, will our heroes fall? Hello, faithful listeners. This is an exciting day. First and foremost, Travis back.
1: Yeah! <laughs> Guess who's back? Back again. Travis is back. Tell your friends.
2: Uh, show some skin wait hang on this is the wrong show for that never mind
0: (laughs) it is so good to have you back buddy i it's a henshin men is just not the same show without you
1: yeah i mean you're not even covering any common rider stuff while i'm gone
0: that's because I feel like I owe it to you to not cover Common Writer. I would feel bad <laughs> if I talked about Common Writer without you.
2: To be fair, I have been the little devil in his ear saying, cover some common writer. Wait, wait, wait a <laughs> minute. Cover now hold on.
1: Nathan, I know you're my co-host for Henshin Men, but who's the other guy?
0: <laughs> uh <laughs> the other guy <laughs> the other guy well this is a uh, uh, you know what else is going on today why this is momentous listeners because this is henshin men's first big podcast crossover and we're keeping it in the family because the other voice that you're hearing is michael power tripper hamilton over there hey <laughs> <laughs> so we are doing a crossover within Kaiju Ramen Media between Henshin Men and the Power Trip.
1: <laughs> and, and, I mean, Kaiju Weekly, too, I guess you can count.
0: Eh, kind of, but this is it's a little bit more Henshin Hero-focused
2: kaiju weekly is the flagship show come on nathan
0: well this is true but i i mean i don't know if you know if we're going to include kaiju weekly in this or not kaiju weekly
2: gets included everywhere how dare you okay (laughs) how dare you (laughs) just because just because just because travis has been gone for a month doesn't give you the right to exclude kaiju weekly
0: Oh, yeah,
1: I mean we have sure. both okay. hosts. Of, we um, have both
2: the hosts of Kaiju Weekly.
1: We have both the hosts of Henshin Man, and both the hosts of the Power Trip, all on one show.
0: Well, J. Wiz, this is a mega crossover. It's like the Avengers of Kaiju Ramen, except there's only three of us because <laughs> right
1: because we
2: all like doing more than one thing. If that's the case, then I would say Travis you can be iron man (laughs) i will be thor because of my rugged good looks of course (laughs) and blonde hair and blonde hair right and nathan of course of course you get to be ratchet
0: you're mixing up your franchises there
2: ratchet which one is the which which one is the raccoon
0: that's rocket. rocket raccoon ratchet rocket. is transformers you fail <laughs>
1: <laughs> i thought i thought he meant like ratchet from ratchet and clank
0: uh, yeah i was just like there's nobody in marvel rocket named ratchet <laughs>
1: daggone
2: it i screwed up the reference
1: <laughs> ratchet raccoon is that his is that his brother <laughs> here's a quiz for the faithful listeners which one of us does not read comic
2: books <laughs> <laughs> i read some comic books thank you power very much. rangers
1: comics do not count
2: <laughs> yeah how dare you sir tell me power rangers <laughs> comics don't count
1: <laughs> oh
0: oh 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 where's the i should have hey. if i knew this was gonna happen i would have put the wrestling bell on my soundboard here <laughs> they
2: count more than stupid captain america oh. <laughs> okay
1: hot now let's, let's hot take let's <laughs> Let's get into the actual thing we are here to talk about. The reason why our podcasts are crossing (laughs) over is because we are actually covering a crossover episode of of a TV show that that kind of covers both Men's main topic and Power Trip's main topic.
0: Yes, yes. I figured what better way to bring Travis back than in a massive crossover (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And not only that, but if I remember correctly, Travis, going all the way back to our first episode, this was your introduction to Common Rider, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, it was. So... When I was a kid, I was a huge fan of Power Rangers and when these episodes came out, this was kind of the backdoor pilot to the Masked Rider Saban TV show and I was super excited for that TV show. I was like I wanted all the toys from KFC. They had the the toys in the in the kids meals and I wanted those and I loved it. I love this idea of this bug-themed superhero with a motorcycle and he even had a car at one time the show so it's like it was just it really really struck a chord with me and even though i didn't really watch masked rider because I, I it got canceled fairly quickly that image of the superhero in the bug themed costume stuck with me all the way through until i was a teenager and i found out the the japanese version and started looking into the japanese show mm-hmm that introduced Mast
0: Rider Common Rider to basically the United States as well. There had been no Common Rider this side of the Pacific until then.
2: Right. It's it's sort of like, you know, how Power Rangers was adapted from Super Sentai. Mast Rider was adapted from, what is it, Black RX? Yes, correct? Common
0: Rider Black RX. Yes. Black RX, okay. Yeah, well, in this case, and then there's a little bit that they borrow from some other things in the show, but in what we're discussing mm-hmm. today... That backdoor pilot, it's from Black, Black Rx.
2: Black Rx,
1: right. Yes. With a, and I mentioned it in my notes, it's just a little bitty glimpse of regular Common Rider Black that we see. Mm-hmm. We do get just a, a little quick glimpse of of Common Rider Black.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, just as a little bit of background, Black and Black Rx, they were sequel series. Yes. And it was in 86 and 87?
2: No, I that's my birthday year.
0: Yeah, so eighty six and eighty seven for those two shows, and they were
2: incredibly
0: popular. Mm-hmm. But then, despite their massive popularity, correct me if I'm wrong, Travis, they ended up putting Common Writer on, at least on television anyway, on hiatus until what two thousand with Kuga.
1: Right. Yeah. Now, even though the the shows were super popular, there was just this downward trend towards you know or for Common Writer ever since the original series. So they were popular but they never managed to reach the peaks that the original series had started out with and it mm-hmm. just finally toei decided we're going to pull the plug on common rider plus around the same time in the in the late 80s to early 2000 or no, early 2000s early 90s japan was kind of going through a rough time financially they actually had a financial crisis
0: yeah the asset bubble burst
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. The bubble burst and they went through kind of a a really hard recession during this time. And Mm -hmm. because of that, a lot of TV shows were canceled. In fact, Ultraman was also uh, one of those ones that they that kind of suffered through this time period, too, for the for a lot of the same reasons.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A Supro put most of their Ultraman stuff on hiatus in, in 1980, 81, around there. And mm-hmm. it the, that didn't come back until 1995. Now, there were a few foreign attempts at making some Ultraman stuff. right? But yeah, for the most part, it was on hiatus as well. But the other reason that we're doing this crossover is we wanted to do this episode spotlight because for the power trip, Michael and I are releasing this on an off week because we publish every two weeks for our regular episodes. And this will be coming out in between our episode on the movie the Mighty Morphin movie, and season three. And Mm -hmm. this is technically the first three episodes of season three, but it doesn't really feel like a season premiere. The next multi-parter after this feels like a season premiere. This doesn't.
2: Yeah, it's completely different in tone from what the actual season premiere is.
0: Yeah, it almost feels like... leftover episodes from season two to be honest
2: (laughs) it does yeah it it does because you know in the next after this we get the ninja Ninja quest the ninja quest yeah we get the ninja quest and the changing of the zords and and that whole and that whole procedural stuff but the friend in need just stands kind of by itself as does as a it feels more like a television special than it does a a pilot
1: and it it kind of was meant to to be that because it the, like like we've talked about this was mm-hmm. kind of a backdoor pilot for masked rider and i think mm-hmm. if i'm remembering right they just they they kind of wrote this into the series and didn't know where exactly it was going to fit in time wise and it just happened mm-hmm. to i right. think i think because they wanted to capitalize on the beginning series uh, or the be- beginning of the season, having a lot of viewers and drawing in on as many eyes as they can to this master writer yeah. backdoor pilot. And so they put it there, but it wasn't written to be the opening to a season. It was just written as this backdoor pilot and they just kind of fit it wherever they could.
2: Yeah. Yeah, And I believe that this at this time, too, I think this was the time period where Saban was started to spread out into different areas. I can't remember what came first, Masked Rider or VR Troopers, but or Metal Heroes for the for our fans in Japan. I want to say Masked Rider first, but I'm not 100 percent sure on that.
0: And here I am checking up on that. Keep talking, guys.
2: <laughs> well, I was just going to say that, you know, Saban started dabbling into other properties to expand, you know, kind of their catalog of programming because because like Travis alluded to, you know, they wanted to capitalize on the popularity of Power Rangers at this point. And, you know, as you can hear us talk about in our episode, VR troopers was first, VR troopers was first. OK, yeah, yeah. So VR troopers I, was I, 94.
0: I, I, Master I, Rider was 95
2: for a lot of fans, season two is considered to be peak Power Rangers. So a lot of people will say that after season two and heading into the movie and season three, that's when the the franchise starts to be in decline. But arguably it's still incredibly popular at this point. So why not capitalize on the popularity of your flagship franchise and do a a premiere three-parter to get the most exposure possible? Talking sure. about these episodes that we are watching this week or that we've watched this week,
1: I have to say, as much as I love Power Rangers as a kid, and I still have a fondness for Power Rangers. Do not get me wrong. Sure. I enjoy Power Rangers, and I still watch the new seasons, the new series, every time they come out, at least the opening of them. I uh, Some of them I drop off about halfway through, but I usually try to watch the beginning of each season when it comes out. Man, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers just doesn't age well in my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) You're not the only one who
0: said that.
1: Going back and watching these and and watching these for the first time in, in a while and just realizing, man, this was hard to watch in some places. Some of it was fun. Some of it was really hard to watch. And this is coming from a guy who thoroughly enjoys watching mass writer or common writer from the 70s and i'm saying Mm. that this
2: show was painful to watch (laughs) yeah i mean it (laughs) i I wouldn't i'm not gonna go as far as to say it's painful to watch but there but you do definitely see its age like you said it you do you do definitely see its age
0: yeah there's a lot of 90s in it. I mean you and I have talked about this a bit on the power trip, <laughs> Michael, how yeah. there are facets of Mighty Morphin as popular as it is thanks to nostalgia. It's very firmly planted in the 90s.
2: Oh, it absolutely is. It absolutely is. Yeah, I will acknowledge that to watch the earlier seasons of the show, you kind of do have to have your nostalgia glasses on a little bit to some degree. Because as we've proven in our show, Nathan, you can dive a little bit deeper and find some deeper stuff even within Power Rangers. Yeah. But I fully admit that to watch some of these earlier seasons, to watch some of the very early episodes, you do have to and, and truly enjoy them. You do have to have a, those thinly, maybe maybe thinly veiled or, or a thin pair of nostalgia glasses, but you still have to have a little bit of your yeah. nostalgia glasses yeah. on.
0: Well, and part of what makes, well, if we're focusing in on a friend in need here, part of what makes it a little bit difficult here is that this is a case of Saban trying to get their hands on what at the time was the newest common Rider show, which was Black mm-hmm. Rx, which I mean, this is at this point. So we're talking this right after the movie, start of season three, 1995. That show had been off the air for seven, eight years at this point. The fact that they actually had the black RX suit to send to them and it's in decent shape, I think Mm -hmm. is a small miracle. But, you know, like the monster suits and everything. And I heard that this really plagued the Mashed Rider spinoff. They had less footage to use. And the costumes that they were, you know, they were trying to get costumes imported like they did with the Sentai suits. But the problem was that the Sentai suits were still relatively fresh, you know, because they were just using whatever is new. And because Sentai never stopped. <laughs> right. Sentai kept going it, without uh, without a break.
2: Even when the bubble burst in Japan, S- Sentai was what was the series that stuck around.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're trying to import old suits over here. And there's a little bit of a telltale sign there. And the other thing that doesn't help, and I know we're kind of jumping ahead a little bit, is for whatever reason, when they go to Ednoy, they put that awful filter on it.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. It doesn't See, help I, things. I was never like I get I understand it, but I was never a big fan of. And this is not the only time they've used this orange-ish red filter. They used it in the the power transfer when when they yeah. had to go to the the what is it the 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 deserted planet there. It
0: yeah, is. the desert. But but at least it made sense there because it was supposed to be basically post apocalyptic anyway because it had been devastated by Serpentera.
2: Yeah, but it kind of makes sense here too because it it's, does. Like, it's, it, it just it's looks supposed ugly. To be a, it's just it's supposed to be a barren ravaged waste and it's kind of like shorthand so so
1: to take off some of the magic of the of these shows we know that majority of the time they are shooting in quarries so how do you differentiate (laughs) a (laughs) quarry in on earth from a quarry in space the only way to do that is to put a red filter on it
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's a running joke on the head men. man. (laughs) Everything is filmed in a
2: quarry. What I'm wondering though, is maybe to help, because like you, like you said, Nathan, this, they're using like seven, eight year old footage from black RX. I'm wondering to hide some of the imperfections and to help hide its age. They dialed up the orange filter from this. Cause I can't imagine this being this red. In yeah,
0: well eye. the in universe explanation is that Dragon is basically strip mining the planet right. with and slave labor sense. and it's apparently there are there there's a lot there there's deadly gas under the surface that they that brings up which is why everybody has to wear gas masks. And so because the gases are coming up it's affecting the atmosphere because they're not yeah. trying to save Edenoid they're trying to get off Edenoi.
2: Travis, have you seen Black RX? Because I would like to know the in universe explanation for Black RX why they're in the gas masks. I. No, that's not. That's, that's not. not the, that's Saban that's not footage. Our, yeah,
1: that's Saban. Anytime that they're in the gas mask, that's Saban.
2: Not even when they're digging. That's that's not Saban. That's that's not Master. Or that's not Common Rider footage?
1: Mm-mm, I don't think so. I don't remember no. it being. No, I, the, some of the okay. fight scenes where it's
0: just Master Rider by himself. I'm pretty sure that's black RX footage. Uh, some of the stuff on the TV that he broadcasts with the, his little mind crystal thing. That's from black or black RX. I think it's both of them.
2: Interesting because um, it's the there are certain of. there are certain scenes of this three parter when they're in the gas masks and they're digging and things. It looks like old footage. And I don't know if that's because of the dirty filter that's on top of it or what that makes it look. I'm that guessing
0: way. it's the filter, but admittedly, I've only seen the first two episodes of Black RX. Right.
2: Same. I haven't watched Black RX.
1: Yeah, and I and I'm pretty sure that the footage that they have for this pilot ep- or this backdoor pilot episode is from the first episodes of Black RX. And and so and I don't remember yeah. them having gas masks in that. No, no, because
0: I will tell you this: if if you think Power Rangers compl- uh, really recontextualize Super Sentai, good lord, <laughs> Masked Rider is almost nothing like Black and Black RX.
1: <laughs> oh no, yeah, and, and well, and a big a big part of that is because a lot of a lot of Black RX, he the character sits outside of his or fights outside of his costume. And so you were talking about how earlier you, you said that uh, you remember there being, or that that there was less footage for, for Saban to work with. And a lot of that is because yeah, they couldn't use the footage of him outside his costume. They could only use him in his costume. And Mm -hmm. so there's just not that much footage.
0: Yeah. Now there's less footage of him in the suit that compared to super Sentai. So they had to they had to make more of their own.
1: I'm scrolling through the episodes of the first two episodes of uh, Black RX right now. And yeah, I don't there's no there's none of that footage of them in the uh, in the gas masks.
0: Yeah, because in Black and Black RX, the the writer is a regular human who was uh, was basically transformed into the writer by a crazy cult. I've only seen the first few episodes of Black as well. So I'm just kind of piecing stuff together. Yeah, But then yeah. in Black Rx, the cult gets replaced by aliens. So right. Dragon and all of the ship footage, that is from Black Rx because they introduce a new set of villains. And good Lord, you can tell that that is from a completely different show. That might have been another Toei series, but you can tell that Kamen Rider and Super Sentai do have different aesthetics because those characters look a bit out of place. <laughs> or well, and Power Rangers.
1: They look fantastic though. I they love They do. These little characters. Great. These villain ca- the characters look fantastic.
0: Yeah, I mm. looked up the char- the names the the Master Rider names for them because they don't really mention most of them. So, like there's one character, you know, he always speaks in rhyme. I, I was like they never say his name in this, but his name is Gork.
1: Right, Gork.
0: And then we have uh we they mention Count Dragon nefaria i don't know if they mentioned nefaria or not but i think she's in there cyclopter they mentioned cyclopter double face (laughs) double face is hard to miss
1: double face is my favorite
2: out of all of them double face is my favorite no it's it's fantastic tokusatsu like all this stuff all this stuff looks great now the one thing that i was kind of observing to when when re-watching this was like and travis you are the common writer expert here but Common Rider tends to be a little bit more grounded, right? Correct. Grounded may not be the the
1: correct word to use because uh, they get they get really
2: wacky in Common Rider 2. Mm. But the, what I'm saying is this just feel like the footage from Black RX, the all the footage from Black RX feels more at home in Sentai than in Common Rider. For what at least what I know of Common Rider
1: Right. Well, Black Rx was a more more wackier series than than its predecessor. It, it definitely went more towards the kid-friendly side of things. Because if anybody knows anything yeah. about Kamen Rider Black, it was definitely one of the darker of the Kamen Rider series. And, and, and Kamen Rider tends to lean towards a more horror aesthetic than right. your Super Sentai series but black definitely leaned heavy into that stuff whereas black rx kind of like like Nathan was saying you know they replaced this the idea of this cult that was trying to bring about armageddon on earth they replaced them with mm-hmm. aliens in black rx so they kind of went more kid friendly more kind of lighthearted in black rx mm-hmm. than than its predecessor so so it does fit more in line with your super sentai aesthetics your power rangers aesthetics as far as like the tone of the show but there is still there's something about the designs that you get from the monsters that is more twisted i would say in common rider than you get in your typical super sentais
2: it's more body horror
0: it's not so much body horror as it is just the designs are more, I think, more horrific in their outlandishness, I guess yeah. would be the way I would put it.
1: And, like and that's not that. saying Super Sentai doesn't have that too, because, and I think a big part of it, and I, and and Nathan can help me with this, a big part of it is, I think, Keita Amamiya, because Amamiya did mm-hmm. character designs and, and monster designs for some of the Super Sentai series and some of the Kamen Rider series, and I think that... Yeah, he, he, he did at, a
0: lot with Common Rider.
1: Yeah, he did a lot, but he did do some of the Super Sentai ones. In fact, I think if I'm, I yeah. might be mistaken, but I think he Jet did. Jetman and Jew Ranger. Did he do Kaku Ranger? Was he
2: involved with Kaku Ranger? He, I, I'll, I'll have to look that up. I don't think so. He was involved with Jew Ranger. What? What? Okay, so he was involved in Jew in in Jew Ranger, but even his designs in Jew Ranger didn't look nearly as horrific as, as the work he did for common writer. I'm specifically thinking of the giant tarantula in power Rangers or super Sentai in it from Ranger, And then what his interpretation of a, of a spider tarantula would have, would be in the common writer series.
0: I'm looking up his filmography on Wikipedia and it doesn't list Kaku Ranger.
2: Okay. I
1: couldn't remember if he did Kaku Ranger or not, but, but yeah, I when you can always see Amamiya's fingerprints whenever you look at the monster designs that he does because he does have a very, very unique aesthetic. But I think he also and like we said, the tone of Common Writer and, and, and he we did say,
0: work on black and black RX though.
1: Oh yeah, you can tell. You can look at I mean just looking at Double Face, which is my favorite, that is an Amamiya design. Because you know, the, oh yeah, the double head face thing is is uh, is something that he loves to do.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is all relevant because I wrote an article for the next issue of Rama Magazine about Mister Amamiya. So yes,
1: yes, you did. And and I think, like we had said, and we talk about it on Henshinmen a lot. Common writer is more horror aesthetic. And so, mm-hmm. when even when they're doing something a little bit more lighthearted with like Black RX, they're not surrendering and giving up on that horror aesthetic. Whereas your your Super mm-hmm. Sentai stuff isn't horror aesthetic; it's more action adventure mm-hmm. sci-fi aesthetic. So there's always going to be, mm-hmm. even in even even if it is just subtle in subtle little designs, there's always that bend towards more horrific Mm. design than just Mm. bizarre sci-fi design
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and you know if anybody wants to learn a little bit more about this not only do i encourage you to read my article but also listen to last week's episode where elijah thomas and i talked about hakaider which was directed by keita amemia
2: yeah his work always feels, I hope you guys are following my track, my, my line of thinking here. His work always feels less like monster of the week than some of the other monster of the week designs. You know, does that make sense?
0: Yeah. It it stands out more and it seems less for lack of a better way to put it disposable.
2: Right. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It does. It does feel a little
1: less disposable, but also I think he, well, especially when it's a show or, or a movie or something that he is fully in creative control over and he just lets loose he has this he's almost like the japanese version of of guillermo del toro but he -hmm. comes with the full package whereas like guillermo del toro has these ideas and he relies on other people to kind of create the ideas and put and make them physically manifest whereas keita amamiya can actually create the ideas and you know do the work to make them physically for the screen that but he does have kind of that Guillermo del Toro dark fantasy kind of twist to him that you see in everything he does but when he is fully in control of it and we and and you see it in Common Rider Zeto or Z-O mm-hmm. or and Common uh, Rider J yeah that was the other one and Common Rider Shin which <laughs> he is way 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 out there with that one uh, he so, did the designs
0: in that, but he didn't direct it. So right,
1: yeah, but he was still the designs. Uh, you know, he goes way, way, he, you know, out there with those. But yeah, you get to see he he puts everything into them, and this this also ties back in with what We're talking about here because with Master Rider, the series, when this series actually starts, they do use footage from those movies that Keita Amamiya directed. You know, yeah, Zetto
0: yeah, I was going to bring that up. They didn't just borrow from Black RX, they borrowed a little bit from Zio and Jay. Weirdly enough, they take monsters. From each of those movies and make them the same thing. One's just an evolution of the other. Yeah. Which is just so funny.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> like the the uh Amemia's version of of uh I don't know what her name was, but I call her the you spider. know wa- uh was uh No, no, oh, no, no, the no, the no not, wasp, not the spider, the, the, the wasp, wasp Woman yeah. or whatever.
1: Yeah, the bee woman.
0: Oh, no, bee woman, bee woman, bee woman. Yeah, they make B-Woman, who's from J, the same monster as the crazy stop-motion spider in Zetto, which is just crazy.
1: And (laughs) listeners, if you go and check out Masked Rider after listening to this, the hard handbrake like turn from... The silly, goofy, hey, look at Furbus. He's a little uh, fluffy kind of oh, muppet God. thing oh, to no. this stop motion, <laughs> horrific, emaciated spider woman that's just charging at it. Is that show? is so weird because they tried to blend the horror elements of Kamen Rider some of the scenes from some of the more horrific versions of Kamen Rider that we had at that time with the even more kid friendly than Power Rangers style uh. kind of almost almost like an after school kind of
2: a uh, what what like uh, uh. I like don't know fa- what to like facts of life kind of facts
1: of life uh saved by the bell one of those types of shows
2: yeah. Mast writer
0: yeah. the show is incredibly weird. That's actually some of the beef that I have with this backdoor pilot is that in concept, I really like the idea of this backdoor pilot and uh with Mast writer as a character. But then the mast writer show jettisons a huge portion of all of that. It does everything but you know but say it's not. Part of the same universe as Power Rangers, for what I understand. Because yeah. they're they make pretty close ties to this. And to be honest, even Power Rangers basically drops it. There's one off throwaway line about Dex in Alien Rangers. Yeah, that I mean, is as exactly. much as you get. For the most part, the shows just operate independently after mm-hmm. that, almost like they're not part of each other, despite the fact that in this, we have Zed, Lord Zed, complaining about how much he hates Count Dragon because they were apparently rivals or something at school, or I don't know. So they were
2: So they were all, they were uh, college rivals. Like I guess, something literature. like yeah. that, you
0: know. Yeah. So, you know, that, but that never gets brought up again. So there's all this hype about Count Dragon and how the, him and Zed know each other, but then it never gets brought up again. The Rangers never talk about it again, except for that, you know, one throwaway line. And the Rangers never show up in Masked Rider or anything like that.
2: Well, it's all set up to just hype up Mast Rider in general. Like like everything Power Rangers is downplayed so that you know Mast Rider shines, which makes total sense. I'm it not makes
0: sense, about it. but that's only in the A plot. Because that's mm-hmm. the thing that's kind of goofy about this three-parter is that it has an A, B, and C plot. Oh, yeah. And I'm a yep. little bit baffled by the decisions that were made to do this. Why doesn't Kim get to go to... Why did they make the story decision, I should say? to not have Kim go to Ednoy.
2: Well, they, ha- well, that's, I was going to say, they had to have a justification for, you know, them having a situation to deal with in Angel Grove, but they could have easily written it in such a way where Kim got to go to Ednoy, but then they had to send maybe like one or two of the rangers back to deal with the monster of the week.
0: Yeah, I was just like, it just seems a little bit baffling, and especially with her subplot is that yeah, you know, she has the flu. If it was now, it'd be COVID, and <laughs> yeah. so they, you know, and, and then apparently our Power Ranger monster of the week, Repelator, who's oh just what you were telling me, it's actually just a season two monster from Die Ranger was repainted.
2: It's a repurposed die ranger monster and yeah. I cannot think of the name of its but it's blue. It's not green. It's blue. Right.
0: Yeah. So Repellator, And then they painted it green, gave it a giant tongue. Because it makes sense that Zed and Reed are like, well, the Rangers are gone, so we're gonna send a monster. Mm-hmm. So, I guess that was the thinking. We need to keep one back to deal with the monster of the week for at least a little while before they get right. back. And then they do the silly jokes with your know, repellator is apparently this ridiculous, disgusting monster, but he didn't read War of the Worlds and find out that, <laughs> if that Earth viruses are deadly to aliens. So,
1: right. Because <laughs> he
0: gets a cold from Kimberly, which will relate to my awards when we get to them. But yeah.
1: I do want to mention, too, with this with this whole thing with Kimberly, I wrote it in my notes. The show will never admit this, and, and, and I, I don't think you'll ever... They never do it in the show, but Kimberly is actually one of the most powerful rangers. The fact that she single-handedly takes on this monster for most of this until it grows gigantic and she has to have the other rangers to come in because she only has one Zord and her Zord can't take on the monster by itself... But when it's, like, human size, she handles that monster easily. And I find it really Mm -hmm. funny that in the comics, in the Power Rangers comics that we're getting now from Boom Studio, they really do make it clear that Kimberly is one of the more powerful and capable rangers. And they the in the show they just kind of downplay it a lot because she's the pink one she's the girly one but like no she's actually
2: pretty too much pink energy rough. is dangerous <laughs> 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 good lord
1: <laughs> so so i want i want to hear you guys opinions do you do you think that that's the, am i correct in that am i what what you know what's your opinions on that
0: well, I, I think in this episode, you could make that argument, but I think there, if you go through the, I mean, we're talking like uh, almost a hundred and I think like 150, 160 episodes of Mighty Morphin, you know, the other Rangers have had to deal with monsters single handedly at some point stop, or another,
2: but I'm going to stop you there. I'm going to stop you there though, Nathan, because if if I'm thinking correctly, there have been. You know, yes, each Ranger has had a ample amount of their own solo episodes. But I want to say that one of the most like Kimberly has had the most solo one of them. I'm sorry. One of the most solo episodes. I think she's had at least more solo episodes than Jason did in the first season. She had at least three that I can think of right off the hand where Jason had. Uh, well, maybe he had three. Yeah, maybe. except
0: in one of them, she was stuck in an airplane.
2: Refresh my memory of what you're talking about. She was flying with her uncle, and her uncle passed out in a little Cessna airplane. She had to land. Oh, 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 oh! oh. Well, I mean, it still makes her. It still still makes her appear capable because she. Oh, does it still makes her? Yeah,
1: it still makes her appear capable. And like I said, the show is never going to actually come out and say it, but just in the way that they the in the few little things that you see there I, I in this episode and in some of the, her solo episodes but also like i said in the comics they make it very clear that she is one of the most capable
2: rangers out of all well there's of them. entire story arcs dedicated to kimberly and right. you know leading up to her being ranger slayer
1: right yeah well and and, and there was an mm-hmm. entire series that was was power rangers pink which followed her after mm-hmm. she left the rangers but still ended up being able to form her own team and kick butt after she left the rangers so
2: yeah and what i've learned and what i've read what little bit i've read of beyond the grid which is that collected it uh, that collected edition that i think it came out last year there's a lot of like kimberly story arcs in that book specifically mainly involving her as ranger slayer but still it, but still yet yeah, it is it is canonically in universe the kim we know from this series mm-hmm
1: Yeah. So, so yeah, Yeah. I just, I just think, I think it's interesting because this is one of those, one of those times where you really get to see Kimberly shine by herself and see how capable she is.
2: No, Kimberly is a very, like, I would say, I would say aside from aside from Jason David Frank, Amy Jo Johnson is probably the second most popular character period in this franchise.
0: And he's totally unbiased in saying that despite the fact that she was his first character. Crush.
1: Well, okay. She was the first uh, crush yeah, of a lot yeah, of people she, from the nineties. She, she was
0: everywhere. I, I, I crush, knew I, I knew some Trini stands back in the day. I'm oh,
1: just I, saying. I I, Trini, did. Like, I love Trini uh, Tui, too.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Tui Trang was a beautiful Tui Trang was a beautiful woman. which still is a beautiful woman. God rest her soul. But Tui Trang is a beautiful woman as well. But I mean, t- let's come like let's face it. Like the whole the whole girl next door aesthetic that Amy Joe Johnson had in Power Rangers was, you know, that was that was I'm not going to get graphic, but that was the bee's knees. (laughs) (laughs) So,
1: so Uh. now uh, we've talked a little bit about the the A plot. You know, them trying to going to Alpha's home world uh, to save to help the master writer you know, against our, uh, count dragon. Then we've talked about the B plot, Kimberly fighting off Finster's monster that, that Rita and Zed send down. Yeah.
0: Apparently this is the first time he's made a monster in a while too. He's, he's really excited about
1: that. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I love that Lord Zed had a line that said, and since when to, can Finster create a monster that can uh, walk and chew bubble gum at the same time? I was like, oh, that's a little <laughs> that, that, yeah.
2: that's sassy. That is, that, that's a little, yeah, I like like as, as neutered as Zed becomes later on in the franchise. I like sassy Zed. I'm not <laughs> lie, I like sassy Zed. He's a sassy little snitch. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, speaking of sassy little snitches, let's talk about the C plot that we got. Uh, you know, <laughs> shoehorned. Well, maybe shoehorned is a little mean, but we get a bulk and skull C plot in this. And <laughs> their oh, goal Lord. their goal in this three-parter. Their
2: goal is to become the Mysterians. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: I saw that. Yes. Although you could argue the Mysterians <laughs> were the forerunners to Super Sentai and Power Rangers. I Let's mean, be you fair ma- here. You,
2: you could make that argument. I can see where someone could make that argument, yeah.
0: <laughs> but yes, their goal is to become Power Rangers so they can get girls. There's two girls they got their eyes on and because they're like ooh, they're obsessed with Power Rangers. We're going to very loudly ru- uh, rumor to each other that the Power Rangers are going to be here and then they're going to Go put together some, you know, Mysterian costumes from, for now, Halloween. And
1: it's admittedly, it has been a long time since I've watched full uh, a full season of Power Rangers. So maybe you guys can answer mm-hmm. this for me. But when did Bulk and Skull become Beavis and Butthead? Um, <laughs> Because like they are they are Beavis and ButtHead in this in this episode just trying to get laid and just going around. <laughs> score. <laughs> they,
0: I think they always had a bit of a Beavis and ButtHead streak in them, but their but their shtick would change every season.
2: I get what Travis is saying though, because they they didn't quite become. Like hyper girl focused until about midway through, I would say midway through season two is when it really started to ramp up. Yeah. They just, they just suddenly become like horny little weirdos.
1: Uh, all of a sudden. I mean, they are, I mean, they, I mean, they are technically teenagers
2: in they universe. They're,
1: so. Yeah. They're 30 year old teenagers, of course. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, yeah all, so are we all teenagers at heart though travis <laughs> <laughs> A
0: are way. we teen but are we teenagers with attitude at heart hmm.
2: i am i don't know about you too <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey 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 i i i'm on the power range i'm on the po- i'm in the power ranger reserves what what are you talking about <laughs> i, I zornon calls me all the time and his name is michael so <laughs>
2: It's only because I'm trying to recruit you to be my dark one of my dark rangers.
0: <laughs> Lucha Satsu anyone? <laughs> oh. Uh, you mean the Mighty Morphin Poser Rangers? I got it. Uh yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs>
2: That's a lot you had to stretch for that one Nathan. Congratulations. <laughs> yes. Anyway,
0: <laughs> moving on. So yes, yeah. so we got these three plots and they all uh, admittedly they all come together toward the end because sure. the main team comes back to Earth They're like, oh, crap, Repellator. And then Kim's like, thanks for coming back, finally. And uh, Repellator ruins (laughs) Vulcan Skull's attempts at (laughs) impressing girls with their Mysterian costumes.
2: So, yeah. No nookie nookie for Beavis and Butthead, I guess. (laughs) Nope. Nope, they didn't score.
1: I have a few little little a few little things that, that I just want to kind of go through things that I thought were really interesting in this episode. Just overall, one thing that cool. I thought was really funny and kind of cool. The crystal on Dex's head gives him TV vision. He yes. just, he just projects <laughs> I mean, a, t- a TV yeah. screen on the
2: <laughs>
0: The question is, can he get HBO?
2: yeah well no the real the real question the real question now becomes can he get apple tv because
0: Uh (laughs) Uh, he needs to get netflix because that's where power rangers is going
2: so well he (laughs) also needs to chill out so
1: (laughs) (laughs) i also like that the crystal on their forehead blinks when they talk to each other it's like it's like it's supposed to be thoughts
2: I did not pick up on that until I watched this, the this again, I did not pick up on the blinking when they talk thing. I think it's supposed to be thought speak, like like tele- telepathy, and that's
1: why it blink. Because it only blinks, if you notice, it doesn't blink when he's talking to the rangers. It only blinks when he's talking to his grandfather. And they also kind of have this mm. echoey effect on their voice. So I think it's supposed to be thought speak. Mm-hmm. But they're also speaking out loud with their mouth. So it's like, I don't understand the whole thing. But it's just like their crystals are doing Morse code while they're speaking to each other. <laughs> Travis, Travis. They're using the voice. They're using the voice. And this, this, <laughs> I, yes, there is so much of this episode that should and, and does reflect on Dune. I like a prince <laughs> of a fallen house trying to reclaim his, his home from people who are digging and strip mining his planet. Yep. <laughs> Can we just, I just say don't realize that, but it is the writer must flow. <laughs> <laughs> the writer
0: must flow, but uh, you know, but it is interesting. It, you, they, like I said, they completely recontextualize common writer in this where he's this alien prince. But what's interesting is that Edenoy is a planet of pacifistic scholars Mm-hmm. They have had mm-hmm. no reason to have weapons or to make war for centuries. But we still have a guardian who is appointed each generation by their rulers. Because mm-hmm. the Masked Rider is like the Phantom or Black Panther. It, I was it's, he's Black a legacy Panther. hero. Yeah,
1: Yeah. 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 yeah he's it, it,
0: a legacy hero. It's passed from father to son
1: right and 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 the only difference from black panther is black panther the the mantle has to be earned even though it is passed down it also has to be earned so you still have the chance of Mm -hmm. losing it whereas this just seems to you know pass down through royal blood i do like that they mention that the power of the masked rider has existed even if it hasn't been used like he specifically says that it hasn't been used but it's been passed down just in case it's necessary Mm -hmm
0: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and at this point it is necessary because now the the planet is devastated and they need to get everybody off and this is all stuff that gets dropped from the actual master writer tv show which is too bad because it's a good setup
1: i know the so the 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 episode closes out with dex saying goodbye to his grandfather because he's leaving their home planet because there's nothing left of their home planet and dex needs to go to earth and it's just like that actually is a very powerful moment and a very powerful plot point for a hero who basically is almost like a like a, a Superman where he has to abandon his home planet because it's you know mm-hmm. lifeless now and go
2: and find mm-hmm. a new place in the universe.
0: Mm-hmm. There's a surprising amount of weight in that scene, I have to admit.
2: I think it, I think it plays into a a broader theme of like taking responsibility and, or taking up the mantle or however you want to say it. And, and and the other plot point that I think when we will talk about in season three, in our, uh, in our season three episode, the, the through line of that season is family. And I think this whole three parter, although there are parts of it that are a total mess, it does help enforce some of those greater themes in season three. Yeah. At least it, it nods to them. It doesn't necessarily set it up for the remainder of the season, because again, this is just kind of a one-off three-parter TV special, but it does, it is interesting that you can kind of tie in what you're seeing here with this three-parter into the, into the seer, into the season three theme as a whole.
0: Yeah. Cause this is about lineage. This is about the, I mean, even alpha is like, you know, King Lexian is my father. Yeah, that's the most probably the most important Power Ranger bit that we get in this is that we get a huge piece of Alpha's origin in this because we find out he was created by King Lexian
2: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, how he ended up helping out with Zordon. I We don't know, but he was created by King Lexian. So he says Lexian is like my father. So we have that, and then, you know, Dex inherits his powers, he inherits the mantle of Mashed Rider, you know, because of family lineage, and he talks with his grandfather, and his grandfather basically gives him, we, we've talked about the hero's journey several times on mm-hmm. the power trip, and I think we've mentioned it here on Henshin Men as well, Travis. You have. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, the grandfather is giving Dex this call to adventure, or in this case, a call to more adventure, a call to new mm-hmm. adventure, because... He's telling him you have to go to Earth because Count Dragon is the most vindictive a hole in the galaxy.
2: <laughs> well, it's also a, it's it's not just a call to adventure. I, I think that that sound it trivial. It trivializes it a little bit. It's actually a call to responsibility.
0: Yeah. Well, a call to adventure usually entails a level of responsibility. Right, but well. this, is,
2: this is specifically a very heavy-handed you are now responsible to not only carry our name but carry the mass writer powers with you and at the same time, you know, carry the weight of being the hero. Yes. Right, and ca- will carry the memories of an entire planet
1: basically Exactly with mm-hmm. you. And yeah, I do want to talk a little bit about the acting in this, in these episodes. I mean... <laughs> The Power Rangers <laughs>
2: acting, I, I expect... Is I ex- always is always exquisite. The, the, the acting... <sighs> surprisingly, the acting
1: from the Power Rangers didn't bother me that bad. But that scene, that, that closing scene we talked about with with Dex and, and his father, or grandfather, I mean. That grandfather, the actor who's playing the grandfather, is so good. Like, he is so so good he in, is in one very good, scene yes. that he is pretty much the only the only scene that he has that he spends any legitimate time in and he is so good but man that kid that plays dex was a bad choice
0: <laughs> if, if it's the same guy who was played the character in the show it is his name is TJ Roberts or Ted Jan Roberts and I'm not impressed. A
2: boy named Jan. <laughs> uh, so sure. I have a line well, yeah.
1: that he says and this was going to be in the awards but I think I'm going to take it out of the awards cuz I have something better to put in in the awards but it's when he's talking to the villains of the P- of of the of this episode or these episodes he says hear the plague me. patrol. Yes. He says, hear me. There's no room on the planet for count dragon and his evil plague patrol. Like, like, and, and then later on he has this, and this is an okay. awesome line. He has this awesome line that if said in any other manner would have been so epic, but he says words have no meaning for a planet under the Cape of war. This kid, this kid has no emotion in his voice. Well, yeah,
0: and then and then there's his because he doesn't say henchin' like every common writer. They give him a new transformation phrase, and he sounds so excited. Ecto phase activate! Yay!
2: (laughs) He's just dry. Like that's all I'm gonna say. He's just a dry actor. I wish that they would have picked somebody else for this. Although I'm, I, I, I did not watch the the Masked Rider show as a kid. I don't, I don't have that experience under my belt. But judging from the acting in this three parter, it sounds incredibly boring. He he gets a little bit better in the show.
0: Well, yeah, but I don't know. From what little bit I've seen of the Masked Rider show, it is so low energy compared to Power Rangers.
2: Well, even the theme song is low energy
1: yeah yeah it is and and, but but his acting does improve in in that i think i think and this is just from, from from my my point of view it's and what i think is happening here in these episodes is it's a choice it's an acting choice he's supposed to be regal and as a kid who's in his late teens early 20s Acting regal means being very monotone and very straightforward with the way you speak. And I think that's what's happening. I think he's supposed to be, you know, he's supposed to be like, yeah, but Prince they're and all regal. like that,
2: though.
1: The, the, the grandfather is
2: not like that. The grandfather actually
1: has some no. gravitas.
2: Uh, no, I'm not. No, the grandfather's wonderful. I'm talking about the other supporting cast from the, oh, the other um,
0: uh, Edenites from,
2: from the, yeah, the other Edenites. I'm specifically thinking about like when they first encounter the Rangers, like that exchange is so dry. I don't know. He felt more dry than the other ones did. The other ones felt a little
1: bit more lively than than he did. But I think they are. I think they it's are.
0: because we hear him talk more often.
1: Yeah, maybe maybe that's what it is, because he has more speaking lines. But I really do think it's a it's an actual acting choice to play it like that. Not not mm-hmm. an actual like I don't think it's I don't think he actually is like that in everything he does, because like I said, he gets he is a little bit better in the Master Rider show. But in this, mm-hmm. he's really dry. And I think it's a it's
2: on purpose. Mm hmm. But I think you do have a point. I think you maybe you, you do have a point there, Travis, about like if I was 16 years old and trying to, you know, take up the responsibility of being regal and all this, maybe I would try to sound very monotone as well. But I don't know. I, I don't know. It's, it, it's just it's it's just a hard thing to kind of take myself out of because the, the dry dialogue does take you out of it a little bit and you know and i'm not saying that power rangers is not exempt from dry dialogue there's a lot of dry dialogue in power rangers but this just felt more dry than usual
0: power rangers tends to operate on in one of two acting modes larger than life and not so large so <laughs>
1: right yeah go ahead and that's, travis what were you gonna say well that's exactly what i was gonna say i was gonna say the exact same thing that they that power rangers like fluctuates between kind of dry to way over the top and and they and and what hurts this this kid's acting and now me saying that i think it was by choice isn't excusing it like it's still a bad choice i still think he he they made a bad choice but i think right. I don't think it was a mistake more or I I think it was a mistake, but I don't think it was an accident. I think that this was a choice and it just was the wrong choice, Mm -hmm. but no, especially when you pair his dialogue and his readings with Jason, David Frank, who is like, no, we have to, yeah, you know, that kind of (laughs) stuff. And it's just like, it's, it is so, so overpowered by all the things that the Rangers are doing.
0: Yeah, which is honestly, that's one of the things that does kind of take me out of it. It's like, I like the idea that they have here with Mastrider, but I, this kid's performance is not selling me right. on it. Yeah. And it, there's a reason why, and I hate to treat TJ Roberts here like Star Wars fans did Jake Lloyd, but the Mastrider show sour Toei quite a bit about exporting Kamen Rider for mm-hmm. years they mm-hmm. were highly resistant to it the fact that Common Rider Dragon Knight even exists is a small miracle and you'll notice it's Common Rider not Masked Rider even though that is the proper translation of the name because they even hated just that branding it left mm-hmm. that sour of a taste and I don't think this kid's performance helped with that at all no no
1: another little funny thing that stood out to me Zordon tells the Rangers before they leave now don't get involved in their conflict you're just there to basically as recon (laughs) (laughs) which lasts (laughs) all of like five seconds (laughs) yeah yeah yeah,
0: because apparently Zordon and the Power Rangers have a prime directive
2: and then they completely disregard it but here's but here's the thing here's the thing don't they teleport them To the, the, what is it? They say they're teleporting them to the closest point near where the disturbance is. Right. So they're teleporting them right into the crux of, of the battle. And Zordon expects them not to get involved. I mean, come on guys. Yeah. But, but still like they didn't even try. They didn't
1: even try not to get involved. They immediately. (laughs) Well, in
0: their defense, they showed up and the Edenites just picked a fight with them.
1: This is like, this is like. I mean, this is Kirk levels of non-interference. Um. <laughs> so JDF is Captain
0: Kirk. That actually would make sense that uh, no it wonder does. his, because I just got the book. I just got the book on Kirk Fu. No wonder t- Tommy is as good as he is with that. He, ha- he has like a black belt in Kirk Fu and a few other martial arts.
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's it, it is it is it is the it's Kirk levels of non-interference like now we're going down to this planet <laughs> don't interfere and he's just like, whoa, let's interfere, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and that's just like that is exactly what the Rangers do in this and it was so funny to me of like, wow, that didn't last just five seconds
0: well they they also reveal their identities to dex in a scene that you would think oh that goes against zordon's rules well we already threw one rule out that he just made up for this episode so we'll throw another one out while we're at it too so Zordon's
1: just back home like why am i even here what why
2: what what Are, so you're saying Zordon's just back home polishing, polishing the Zords. Uh that don't don't <laughs> steal don't steal
1: my uh, one of my awards now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, guys!
0: We, there's a lot that we could talk about. I've got some funny things that I would love to bring up. Like, there, but before we get to the awards, because I don't want this episode to go too long, but. <laughs> Uh, did anyone else think that a oh, funny line I uh, hear from Kim when she's fighting Repellator did anyone else have to stop and think for a second about whether or not she was actually what she was actually saying because she she's supposed to be saying she was going to make Repellator into green pea soup and I swore she said green peace soup
2: no it's green pea soup yeah I, I know it's that.
0: green pea but I thought it was green peace for a hot second no <laughs> why would it be, it be green peace? I don't know Make,
2: it doesn't make any sense. It's make all, peace, not pee. <laughs> 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 oh,
0: oh, good lord! Uh, also, apparently, uh, according to Rita, because she says this twice, Finster is infested with termites. So I guess he's
1: made of wood. Termites, I mean, termites, not fleas, <laughs>
2: not fleas, termites, termites, termites. I mean, he does have kind of a like a wood elf, like a like a tree gnome quality to him. in the comic books, they describe him as a dog, or no,
1: no, what is? is not it's not the comic books, it's um the audio drama, the audio drama of uh which is yeah the fan sky, based yeah. but they describe him as a dog, and, I'm, and I've always every time I hear that in the audio drama, I'm like, really, I've never thought of him as a dog. a, a wood elf makes more sense.
0: Yeah, well it, his Sentai counterpart was a Pleprechaun? so they're, they're fudging around with it even more there.
2: His Sentai counterpart I believe is supposed to be a um like a gnome or something. Well, but his or name's like
0: Pleprechaun,
2: a- which is like leprechaun. Maybe. Yeah, so maybe like, he's supposed to be a leprechaun.
1: Like, like grif- Griffinzor or Griffzor. A Griffzor. Griffzor, yeah. yeah. Griffzor. Who's the griffin. <laughs>
2: But it wouldn't make sense for him to be a leprechaun because there's no green on him. He always wears blue. I know. But that's why he's
0: a pleprechaun.
2: Maybe he's just an elf. An (laughs) elf makes a lot of sense. Well, Well, regardless, there are other elves in that show in the Jew
1: Ranger, too. So, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. an evil elf would make more. It would make sense Mm -hmm. because the 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 Zordon of that series is basically like an elf is an elf. And yeah. And the, mm-hmm. the the grandfather and the grandson that that lead the Rangers or the Sentai heroes to the Green Sentai to the Dragon Sentai is also a a they're also elves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, but, I'm sorry, you know. I'm getting distracted because Daisy is is uh, up on the de- on the table right now. I may or may not cut this out. <laughs> Daisy. You're interrupting the podcast.
2: Crazy. Give me your answer, do.
1: I'm half crazy because this cat won't leave me alone.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's the cat that's making you crazy. Uh, well, no, it's but the drugs. helping.
1: <laughs> it's the drugs. <laughs> what?
2: <laughs> that just was out of nowhere. <laughs> no, you know. To be fair, though, Travis, you did tell me that you made. Uh, um, what was that thing that? What did you call it? Wine and Coke the other day. What was the thing called? <laughs> oh, I don't. I yeah, I can't remember the 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 name of it. That thing is
1: delicious. Thank you very much. It I did a, try it. it. Actually, it is very good. Daisy, get your paw out of the candy jar. <laughs> I'm definitely. Now she's sticking most of her. Yeah, she, she's sticking her paw down in the Don't stick your butt in it. That's even worse. <laughs> get your get your poop paw out of that candy jar. <laughs> anyway, you can leave all of the sand. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> all right well anyway i just want to
0: bring up a few more quick things before we move on to the awards and everything but (laughs) did anyone else besides me notice that rocky was cosplaying ken masters in part one
1: uh yeah he was the the red oh see travis gets it yeah i (laughs) I don't get it i don't think i get it street fighter
2: oh yeah, yeah. No, i don't get it i don't get it yeah. Just, yeah. just look the, at street fighter
0: there's a guy there's a blonde hair guy in a red karate gi his name is ken masters kill him
1: a buzz
2: no, i don't see it
1: <laughs> there's there's ken and ryu those are the two main characters of of street fighter oh, i know
2: who ryu is <laughs> i don't Ken's, have time Ken's, to Ken's explain one. <laughs> okay gotcha okay so he's the, all right so he's the caucasian yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's the white yes. guy. Uh, I, think so. I think it's time I, know, I don't know how work. much of
0: this is going to be kept, but I'm just going to end uh, this part of the discussion by saying apparently Goldar is Goldilocks, according to Rita. <laughs>
2: so <laughs> uh, make of that no, it's, it's, not, it's not Goldilocks; it's Goldilocks. Blocks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure she said locks. No, she says blocks. I had to rewind it to make sure.
0: Oh, that makes no sense. You realize it, that?
2: I realize it does not make sense, but I—that that is what I heard. That is what I heard with okay. my own two ears. Okay, that works. I,
1: I, don't I, I, I think don't you need to be saved
0: by subtitles.
2: No, I wasn't reading the damn subtitles, Nathan. I was listening to the show. No, he's saying you should be reading the subtitles. Oh, oh, oh,
1: oh. Okay. Yes. Sorry. Never mind. Moving on. Uh,
0: Michael's so
2: deaf. So <laughs> okay. I, no. Okay, well, we're moving hey, on. <laughs> awards. I'm so I'm I'm so so deaf, homie. <laughs> oh gosh. Anyway,
0: and now we're getting to the awards, and uh, I'm sure plenty of jokes are going to abound because. Uh, both shows do the exact same
1: awards just with different names i know you guys couldn't be original you couldn't come up with an original idea
0: hey yeah that was this was michael's idea not mine you, i mean you okay two to, to the, the guys
1: you guys had to steal to the, the idea that i stole from monster vs. man
0: <laughs> i was
2: gonna how can i steal from myself when i'm on both
0: shows <laughs>
2: I mean, to be fair, to be fair, the Henshin men format works so incredibly well. It was, it was a no brainer that we adopted it f- for the power trip and then just tweaked it and made it better. But you know, it's- you know, it's fine. It's he's fine. he's oh, yeah. gonna keep sneaking that in there. He's gonna keep uh, our podcast. <laughs> our podcast format works so well, as shown by this mess of an episode. <laughs> <laughs> at least, at least our format works better than monsters versus men.
0: Oh, shade! Anyway, the first award that we have to give
2: out. I love you, Eric and Alex.
0: <laughs> is the hench kick slash power range of motion for the best stunt our fight scene. <laughs> so, Travis should uh, well, I don't know who should go first because I'm on both shows, but both of you are on one. <laughs>
2: I'll, I'll go, go first. So, so, my power range of motion <clears throat> award goes to the double rider kick, the 2 for 1 special on the cl- Cogwarts. Yeah, Hogwarts. the Cogwarts. Yeah.
0: Not to be confused with cogs or Hogwarts, unless this is Hogwarts for the Cog robots.
2: Or it's Hogwarts in space. In or, space, or Hogwarts with a codpiece. Ooh, it, that <laughs> sounds like a Saturday night Nathan would love to go
1: to.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>. Anyway, <laughs> um, double rider kick. <laughs> double rider kick is my Henshin kick slash power range of motion award. And that, and so that's when that's when. Um, Describe it. Describe it. Don't just. uh, Oh, it's, oh, it's, it's in the first episode. It's in the first episode of this reparter. It's when the Cogwarts show up and it's when Dex is fighting all three of them and he yells out, rider kick, and then jumps in the air and kicks them with his two feet and everyone explodes.
0: Oh, the writer dropkick. Yes. And he actually says writer kick, which is how, you know, that's what it is. That is the trademark. I thought that
1: was so great. I was like, my, my common writer loving heart was like, yeah, he said the thing when he said writer kick.
0: (laughs) He said the thing. Yeah. He
1: doesn't say henshin. No, he doesn't say henshin. But Michael confused me here when he, when he wrote down double writer kicks. I was like, there was two writers what <laughs> yeah because yeah because uh, f- for you you're just fresh off
0: of uh, when we talked about when uh, Takeshi Hongo came back and we got a double rider kick right so, yeah <laughs> so I was like oh <laughs> with two have- riders but yeah no it's because he hit him with two feet and I'm pretty sure I could be wrong but would I be wrong in saying that that's black rx footage the Cogwarts yes. and the and the rider kick and
2: yeah no, no I would that, say that's black rx yeah footage. that's black rx footage Yeah. Yeah. Now let me ask you, Nathan, since you are a part of the, the, the power trip podcast, who do you think did it better? Tommy and Zio. (laughs) We haven't even gotten to that episode yet. (laughs) I know, but we recorded our Zio episode the other day, so it's fine. Tommy in Zio or Prince Dex? I might give a little bit of
0: an edge to Tommy in that regard because he did it a little bit truer to form, but I'm also running on the assumption that Dex taught him how to do it.
1: Fair enough. Right. So Travis, what is your award? So my Henshin kick award goes to the fight between Rocky, Tommy and Dex, because just the, the epicness of having, even though it is Rocky the worst red ranger just the 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 idea of having the red ranger the white ranger and a common rider all together fighting each other in one scene Mm. is just such an epic moment
0: in true stan lee fashion because stan lee's a rule was when the heroes meet each other they have to fight
1: yeah yeah, and I was just nerdgasming so much from seeing that because it was just like the Red Ranger and yeah. the White Ranger and Common Rider all fighting. Yay! Yeah, <laughs> man. Uh, that is because that's something that never happened in
0: uh, any of the Toei stuff. You know, the, you didn't have Super Sentai showing up in Common Rider or vice versa, and so that's what actually one of the cool e- things that e- Power Ranger, well, at this point, e- at this point,
2: e- yeah, I mean, it's e- yeah.
0: Great. Apparently I am speaking in ignorance. Educate us.
2: No.
1: Okay. So so by this point, Kamen Rider and Super Sentai were crossing over and uh, usually in like specials here and there, they would cross over. So the, they, you did get to see some Kamen Rider and some of the Super Sentais, but they didn't cross over regularly until much later kind of i think the neo heisei era is when they really started okay crossing over on a regular It's a
2: tradition basis. that still continues to this day right yeah it's pretty yeah. much pretty much every series
1: now has a crossover with every every common writer series has a crossover with every sentai series now, uh, ever since the Neo heysay but but before then, they did cross over, and it wasn't. This isn't new to have those two things cross over. But yeah. as far as I am aware, Jew Ranger and Common Rider RX never crossed over. So these, this yeah. is the only yeah. time you will ever see these two franchises.
0: Yeah, Die Ranger too, because that's where Tommy's suit came from.
1: Right. Yeah. So you, so you have basically like three different series that are crossing over and and so you don't (laughs) you you don't get that anywhere else in in the japanese shows or you know this is the only place you can get that and so that's why it's just that's why i said it It was just so cool because that is the only time you're ever going to get this moment
0: man i i would have you know michael remember how i said last week how it would have been interesting to see a japanese audience React to the Mighty Morphin movie because it's like yes. everything got thrown into a blender. This yes. this sure. one has to really just blow Japanese audiences' minds because of like Shoe Ranger, Die Ranger, and Black and Comic Black RX. What is this?
2: <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, like, it's it it would. I would like to like like we talked about in the movie episode. I would love to have been a fly on the wall. When when this three parter premiered in J- if it ever premiered in Japan, I should say, and I don't know what the syndication for Power Rangers was in Japan, especially with Super Sentai going on at the same time, but it it probably was would have been a an interesting moment for sure.
0: Yeah, a head scratching yeah. moment. At I, the I have the very to least. imagine
2: that Japanese audiences
1: react to this the way that American audiences react when they see the Japanese Spider Man for the first time, where it's like, <laughs> what even is yeah. this? This is nothing like the original thing and they've just kind of blended a whole bunch of weird nonsense together and and made it into something completely different and it's like yeah that's what they did and it's great
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) basically
1: my award and I'm
0: doing this in spite of the horrible filter. I thought about doing the rider kick because you have to, because henchmen and all that True. fun stuff. But I ended up giving it to one of the other epic moments, also from the Black RX footage, which is when Dex pulls out his electro saber from his belt buckle, I might add. Mm-hmm. And so it's a lightsaber out of his belt buckle and then takes out all of the cogwarts. He slashes the three of them and then they just explode into sparks in slow motion while he's standing and posing around them. It just like I said, despite the filter, it looks really cool.
1: I wanted to put that scene in my awards, but the blurriness of it was so bad that you just can hardly make it, especially watching it on a big screen. Like a like you know, a full size television or something. It is so hard to make out what is happening because it's so blurry, but it is an epic scene. Yeah.
0: I'm kind of awarding it more so to the original footage and what it wanted to be.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, no, totally. Yeah, for sure. And now we move on to
0: Takotoku slash Ultra SFX Zord Award for the best special effect.
1: Okay, you guys need to come up with a catchier title for this award. <sighs>
2: well, Talking Toku was already taken. So, <laughs> ah! uh, <laughs> Triple T. Uh, so, Talking Toku was already taken. So, we had to come up with something and work Zord into the title. So, my Talking the Toku Zord slash award. Ultra SFX. <laughs> yes.
1: The Zord <laughs> Award. Just Zord yes. Award. Should, yeah, But I
0: it mean, has but, to sound long and ridiculous because it's Power Rangers. Exactly.
2: Mm. That was the whole concept <laughs> behind it.
1: <laughs> okay. So okay. <laughs> for my
2: Ultra SFX Zord Award, I'm going to give it to the Saban Zord footage.
0: Um, I had the uh, same one.
2: Yeah, I, I'm going to give it to the Saban Zord footage. It actually looks good considering the l- only little thing I noticed was they're using both the actual die ranger tiger zord in warrior mode suit and they're using their refurbished one because and the way you can tell is because the 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 chest on the refurbished one looks a lot blockier and it mm-hmm. doesn't have that 3d effect with the uh um, right, sticker with the red orb in the- Yeah, it's just a big, yeah, it's just a big sticker. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. all it is. So, but all that to say, it does actually look halfway decent. And there's a fair amount of Zord footage at the end of that Mm three-parter, I'm assuming to help make up for the fact that they just spent so much time kind of living in the mass writer vein.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's, it, it deserves to be awarded to that because they didn't make original Zord footage very often. Mm -hmm. i don't know why but they didn't so the fact that we have a lot of it here is actually really nice and the filmmakers do a pretty good job i would say trying to replicate the feel of super sentai right they don't do it perfectly but it's it's a very worthy effort i would say
2: yeah i think so yeah i think it looks i think all things considered i think it looks i think it looks good
1: but yeah, I agree with you guys. The, the look, that stuff looks good, but I'm still gonna give it to, and I might be biased, my talk in Toku goes towards the sure. villains of the mass rider, which you know is is all of the aliens uh, the Count Dragon has. Uh and, the, and his ship, because his ship is such a cool-looking skeletal whale spider thing
0: (laughs) it looks like a klingon bird of prey on steroids or perhaps half starved i'm not sure
1: (laughs) it is such a, a a fun and chaotic just mashup of weird alien things and i love it and the the little arms they're just kind of just the little spidery arms on it that are constantly moving looks so cool um we already talked about the the characters that lord dragon has the the two-face or double face all of the all of his little minions they're all really double cool face, I, yeah. the, the 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 only sad part about these villains and everything is that they are not used well because I guess because they didn't have the suits. Saban didn't have the suits. So you don't get any of the main villains going up against the power Rangers or Master Rider. And you don't see them yeah, occupy right. the same space, which is kind of, you know, just disappointing. And then later on, they get adapted into the Masked Rider series. Again, we've talked about how weird that series is and how it's just kind of disappointing all around. So the fact that these awesome designs never really get utilized very well for American audiences in these adaptations is just disappointing. But they are right. used really well in the Kamen Rider Black RX series. So, you know, if you want to see these these villain designs be kind of utilized in a better way, go check out that series.
2: Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I think the, the specifically the the um, the spider ship, is that what they call it? or spider base? Maybe it's I think it, Zed called it the spider base. I would say as intimidating as Serpentera is, this is equally as intimidating mm-hmm. because it looks good. It just looks good.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very effective design.
1: We've talked yeah. about how you can see Amamiya's fingerprints on that. Like that is an Amamiya design. Mm-hmm. Just so clear as day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and now we move on to common at
0: ya slash more phenomenal mad libs and i see that michael has multiple candidates so he's gonna have to pick one
2: i'm gonna okay so i do have multiple candidates and for the and and because i have multiple candidates nathan I'm gonna let you go first. I'm gonna say ladies first. Nathan, go ahead. Uh,
0: well, then I'm uh, far better for me to uh, to go before you, good sir, Michelle. Oh, Michelle. Oh,
2: oh, oh, oh. <laughs> All right, Natalie. Uh, I mean,
0: there is a Michael Burnham who is a black woman on Star Trek discovery. So hmm. this
1: is
2: true. This is, this is very true, but both go of ahead. You guys
1: have feminine versions of your names and I'm just sitting here, Travis, <laughs> with no feminine version of my name. Like
0: you're, you're what? there's him. a feminine version of Nathan. I have never been, a. Appra- I have not been appraised of this. Natalie. <laughs> Mad-
2: Mad- Mad- Natalie. Natalie.
0: Okay. Natalie. I guess that's probably the closest you're going to get. <laughs> Well, then fine, gentlemen, fine. I will go first. Uh, And I'm going to go with a line that's for some odd reason none of the rest of you picked up on, which actually comes from Lord Zed himself. He tells Repellator, let destruction be your song of war. It just sounds like a great line (laughs) outside of the context of Power Rangers.
1: It sounds very Shakespearean, like like, yeah it sounds it sounds like what's the line from julius caesar where let loose the dogs of war
0: Uh, uh, (laughs) cry havoc and let slip the
1: dogs of war (laughs) right exactly that's exactly what that line sounds like and when i when when i hear when i heard lord zed say it i was like oh yeah that sounds very shakespearean
0: yeah, mm. somebody was uh, the writer was definitely thinking back to his, his Shakespeare classes in high school. I'm sure.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's a, for there's sure. A, there's quite a few lines that Dex says that sound very Shakespearean too. So like there there's yeah. there's it's just a lot delivery of delivery sucks. Right. <laughs> yeah. So but but like there's 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 some Shakespearean kind of influence seeping its way into this Power Rangers episode.
0: <laughs> hey, I am all for more Shakespeare in Power Rangers. Just saying. I am too. All right, Michelle.
2: <laughs> All right, fine. Thank you, Natalie. <laughs> so for my more phenomenal mad lib, I'm going to go with, and he points the finger at the screen and randomly lands on <laughs> the, Oh, here we go. Here's a good one. Repellator to Kim. You're as good as licked already. <laughs> <laughs> there I, were
0: a lot of lines I, like that between both of them. I mean, it
2: was just so easy. It was just so easy, and that was one of the that was one of the lines. See, I have a I have a criteria of it either inspires me or makes me laugh, and that one made me laugh, so that's why it ended up being my more phenomenal Mad Lib slash common at you uh, <laughs> award. I actually do have a runner up though. I actually do have a runner up if I'm allowed to. Yes, uh, Zed to Goldar talking about Rita. Isn't she something Goldar? And then Goldar turns to the camera and says, yes, my Lord, she's something. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Boy, She's something.
2: All right.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Like that. Uh, so I can always count on Power Rangers and all that to, to give me like really great, like just punny lines and just silly campy lines as well I, that's that's there was this is one of my favorite words. of
1: them in in the scenes with Lord Zed and Rita and in gold like there was uh-huh. just so oh, yeah. many yes uh there
0: was a uh, uh, I'm, tr- I'm trying to see what yours is uh no actually I don't see that but Zed had a really good one and I actually took note of it but which was uh was it Lord dragon is too evil for his own good. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that almost made it. That almost made it. That was almost
1: (laughs) mine, too. Yeah, I almost put that one on mine, too. But yeah, that was a good one.
2: All
0: right, but uh, what did you pick, Travella?
2: (laughs) Travella. (laughs) Travella DeVille. (laughs) Well, okay. uh,
1: So... (laughs) Mine, I, I said earlier I was uh, that I, I, I had picked out some of the monotone ones that, that Prince Dex had, but I, I ended up mentioning all those while we were doing the discussion. I ended up going with Bulk's explanation of where the other Power Rangers are
2: when the girls <laughs> ask them. They are off they're off polishing their Zords. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure they're polishing something. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're all polishing their swords, all right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that just makes me think of that line from Batman 89. And where's Batman? He's at home washing his tights.
2: That's
0: so funny. Oh, God. (laughs) Anyway, Uh, most of that is not going to get kept. Hello, listeners. If you noticed that there was an awkward jump cut, there were reasons.
1: reasons that will uh, never
2: make it to the light of day. Is this is this an appropriate time to insert a dickstroyer joke? Uh, mushrooms. They're mushrooms, Michael. Oh, those mushrooms, are mushrooms. Right. Mushrooms. Yeah. Yeah. Like what uh, did I tell you earlier today, Travis? A mushroom a day keeps the wife at bay. <laughs> mushrooms
1: are, are are a very popular meat substitute. <laughs> oh wow uh, yeah they are they're they're a good source of protein too <laughs> which uh <clears throat> which this leads us into our <laughs> final award wth what the what Enchin. The
0: Enchin slash i i i can't believe that
1: happened so <laughs> i i i can't believe the what direction
2: this conversation has gone. <laughs> Look! Look! <laughs> and, and keeping with the momentum, my, I, 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 I can't believe that happened. Slash, what the henchin is big? <laughs> <needle>. <laughs> that is a
0: really comically oversized syringe. <laughs> <laughs> because apparently Finster plays doctor in his off hours, which apparently has been a lot. Because Lord Zed just keeps him around to for <laughs> to abuse him. He doesn't actually right. make have him make monsters. <laughs>
2: I'm like that is a big friggin' needle. Like what the hell?
0: Uh, I wrote in my notes. I don't want to know where that's going.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, Mister Repellator, go ahead and bend over. (laughs) Nope,
0: nope, nope. I'll I'll take the pill. Just give me the pill. Uh, Give me the. And then he gets up like looks like a block of soap, and he just
2: (laughs) yeah. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, no, I bet it was, I bet it was someone went to the local, the, the local pool store and got one of those chlorine tablets. <laughs> yeah. It does look <laughs> like a chlorine exact- tablet. It does. Yeah.
0: Cause well, uh, we'll get to why that's happening in my award, which seems w- weirdly tame by comparison,
1: but still. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, Nathan, what me did- and you have the same one. So you go ahead Oh, we have and, the same one. Yes. We have the same one.
0: So repellent. Kim sneezes on repellator, and he freaks out about it. And I'm like, she has a helmet. How is she sneezing through the helmet? My first instinct is, oh crap! You just sneezed in your helmet. That's got to be gross right now. And we already got sweat in there. Now you got snot, and God only knows
1: what else. And it's like it goes through the helmet. Power Rangers are so inconsistent with how the helmets are supposed to be red? are they supposed to be their actual mouths are exposed but yet they just sculpt them into the helmet or are they actually supposed to be full-on helmets and and we yeah. want i always want to say they are always meant to be complete solid helmets but then there's scenes like this that, that always throw that out right. and it's like they're never right. consistent with it
0: Right yeah, now. it is. It's just so odd, which is why I, I made this joke uh, last week in the episode on the Mighty Morphin movie, because at one point they were actually considering doing new versions of the helmets that took out the visors and the mouth guards. But then they did some test footage with it, decided not to go with it. It's like, well, that's too bad. They would have made him look like Judge Dredd. <laughs> Yeah, I'm the
2: power. I'm the
0: power.
2: I am the power.
1: I think that's the another, bad guy in Judge I, Dredd. But another quiz for our listeners: Which one of us has not seen Judge Dredd? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: oh <laughs> man. Uh, we, uh, is michael still there or did he quit after the roasting
2: <laughs> <laughs> no i'm still here i was taking a drink of water thank you oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but yeah i, it, I was just like is, what's
0: it, going on here
1: <laughs> which which is so funny because in this these episodes lord dragon is exactly what we're talking about he is the solid helmet above yeah. but his mouth the actor's yeah, I was mouth is right exposed to that.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah and we have even in i think it's in in the in die ranger the main villain's mouth is exposed but everything else is covered similar to what lord dragons got work what got some got here so yeah
0: yeah you need to get his title right he's a count
2: Oh, count. Sorry. count it doesn't it doesn't matter <laughs> I know I'm also, I've I'm just also busted your remember. balls
1: I'm also trying to remember what the main villain of die Ranger because all I can remember is the the leather clad trio <laughs> the leather daddy <laughs> well there's one mama
2: in there too. Uh, yeah, well, yeah 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 uh, and the leather mama uh, he office. becomes it's a whole, monster
1: of
0: the week in it's, power it's Rangers
2: a, it's a whole Bdsm cult it's 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 right yeah you
1: know the one with the volcano on his head is just my favorite. <laughs> I just love that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, no, my favorite is the, the freaky looking one that got this. I think the suit you told me, Travis, the suit got readapted for wild force. Oh yeah. Um, master
1: orc or org master or master
2: orc. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, the one that has the yeah. eyeball in the head and the and the and the horn. Yeah, yeah, yeah that one's really cool. He's yeah, just can, a side character he, in. He in always Diary.
2: talks like
1: this.
0: Yeah. Okay, gentlemen, I'm gonna reel this in because Michael. What time is it? It's morphin' time. Go, go, Power because we only have a minute to hench in it. <laughs> So this is the part of both shows where we give our final thoughts in one minute or less. The question is, do we each want to go or do we just want to do a one minute final conversation?
2: You know, I'm going to let Travis decide. Yeah. I mean, my, my,
1: my uh, just like uh, tradition from Hinchin Man, mine are less than a minute. I probably could do mine in just like 30 seconds. So whatever you want to do. All right,
0: Travis, on your mark, get set, go.
1: Uh, yeah, these episodes are, I mean, they're definitely dated. They definitely are hard to watch in a modern context. But the ideas that they present for Mass Rider are so interesting. And the villains are definitely the stars of the show, even though they don't really play that big of a role. But just the designs themselves are the biggest draw for me. Uh, overall... They're fun. I just wish that what came after this, what came from this pilot, was better, so that you could have something to go to and be like, "Yeah, there, that's what it was leading towards." But what it was leading towards was disappointment. Yeah, I forty-five feel
0: like- seconds. Nice. All, All right. right, now it's your turn, Michael. We're we're each getting a minute. You ready? Okay, sure. All right,
2: go. Uh, so, I mean, this is this is fun. Like Travis said, it is a fun three parter. It like as a as a hardcore Power Rangers fans, I, as a hardcore Power Rangers fan, I can look over some of its shortcomings. Um, my biggest disappointment here is for the folks expecting something more out of Mass Rider, because this is this is technically a backdoor pilot. I feel bad for those folks because they're going to be disappointed later on, from what I understand. Now, granted, I've never seen Master Rider, but from all I've heard, it, it doesn't live up to the the hype that is built up in this three parter, and that's that's a little bit disappointing. the The Toku is fantastic. The fight scenes are great. It is just a fun three parter. If you're a Power Rangers fan, go watch it. If you're a Ma- if you want to visit anything, Common uh, Writer, actually, I go. I recommend go watch just Black RX, and you'll probably have a better time.
0: Oh, 50 seconds for you. All right, and now I will take my turn. So I have to echo a lot of what you guys are saying. Uh, You'll appreciate this, Michael. You might remember, because we batch record. So in the episode we did for Power Rangers in Space, how I said that the crossover with the Ninja Turtles was the weakest episode of In Space, but the best episode of Ninja Turtles, The Next Mutation. Mm-hmm. I feel like a similar thing can be said here. This might be the best episode of Mashed Rider, but not necessarily a, the best episode of Mighty Morphin, if that makes any sense. I think that's yeah, a fair assessment.
2: That. That's a fair. I think that's a fair way to look at it.
0: Yeah, but again, there's so many great ideas presented in this. They just suffer from either odd choices or poor execution. So part of me wishes it was better, but part of me is also very happy that this exists because this introduced Common Writer to a whole new audience outside Japan. And I got it right on the nose.
2: <laughs> ha. Yeah. Right in that kisser.
0: <laughs> yeah. All, <laughs> All righty. Right. And with that, I think we have now finished our first official crossover on both shows. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for this occasion.
1: And if any of the things that we talked about that got cut from this episode ever come to light. This will be the
2: last crossover that we will ever do. Uh, (laughs) In the vein of our good friend, Kim, we're all canceled. We're all canceled. We are. (laughs) And so to close out this episode, I'm going to say
1: thank you for listening to the Henshin men, a Tokusatsu appreciation podcast. And also thank you for listening to the power trip podcast. You can find links to all of our social media in the description of this episode. You can listen to more of me and Michael on the Kaiju Weekly Podcast and listen to more of Nathan on the Monster Island Film Vault. If you found some enjoyment from our podcast, consider giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and or Podchaser. henshin Men and the Power Trip are proud members of the Kaiju Ramen Podcast Network. And until next time, what are we going to say, guys?
2: May your plans be as cold as they are bold.
1: And
0: remember, Dex inherited his powers as Lexian's next of kin,
2: And may the power protect you. Thank you for listening to The Power Trip, a podcast produced and hosted by Michael Hamilton and Nathan Marching. If you'd like to send us feedback, email us at powertrippod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter where our
0: handle is at the Pod, and join our official Facebook group Power
2: Rangers Legacy. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and other great podcasters. The podcast logo was designed by Rebecca Hudgens. Follow her on Instagram at super underscore r underscore illustrations.
0: Our theme songs are from the album Power of the Grid by Neil Stenson. We also use Galaxy Quest Instrumental by Heaven Wraith from the OC Remix album Jet Force Gemini Mizar Attacks. All film and audio clips belong to their respective copyright holders and no infringement is intended
2: or implied. The Power Trip has no association with Savant Entertainment or Hasbro. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and or Podchaser to spread the word about the show. And until next time, see ya!